0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Great Blitz right here on Block Talk Radio. Tune in Apple Podcasts, and now on Player FM. It's uh, episode 251, Hall of Fame edition number two, and we're going to have pretty much another slate of three Hall of Famers in the house today, including our two inducted Hall of Famers in the house, which would be uh, championship quarterback Louise Bean, now Hall of Famer, and WFA All-Star Holly Custis, also Hall of Famer. So we're going to be talking pretty much, a lot of stuff going on in the uh, NFL, college football, but primarily we're going to be talking pretty much in the uh, Women's Hall of Fame weekend that happened this past weekend. So let's. Uh, we're not going to have we'll Wilson on this week or next week. Unfortunately, he's got some stuff going on. So we're going to be talking college football uh, for a little bit here until we get our first Hall of Famer in the house, which is Alberta, Britson of the Texas Elite Spartans, previously of the Dallas Elite of the WFA, and now the WNFC, of course. And then uh, in about uh, 40 minutes, we are going to have Chantel Hernandez of the Mile High Blaze of the WFA, also Hall of Famer this weekend. And in about an hour, uh, we should have MVP, all-world MVP Ashley Weisenert of the DC Divas. And so that's... uh, from Team USA as well. So in about 15 minutes, we'll be talking to Alberta Britson of the uh, Texas Elite Spartans. And so uh, then we'll get uh, going with the interviews. And then later in the hour, we're going to be talking <laughs> pretty much uh, NFL Week 13. And then we'll dive into the international news. Uh, congratulations to the Sinope Coyotes of the Brazilian Women's Championship 12-6. to They went against big riders. You can get the, catch the video on YouTube as well on our at the Hub at the facebook.com gridiron beauties. We're also going to be uh, pretty much going into Bayside Ravens last week. We talked about that. Um, we talked about, uh, the Bayside Ravens, uh, winning the, uh, Queensland championship 46, 28 against Griffith thunder. And so there's a lot of action going on. Uh, we'll have, uh, Alberta Bryson, uh, coming up in about 15 minutes. She'll kick off our hall of fame, um, startup, and then we'll have Chantel Hernandez and then Ashley, uh, it, of the DC Divas. So, uh, let's welcome our two new Hall of Famers here in the house, uh, Luis Bean and uh, Holly Custis. Holly, uh, I, I believe the term was I'm exhausted and what a great weekend. Uh,
2: yes, um, I just got back uh, early on Sunday. Um, and I'm still kind of recovering from the the weekend that was uh, in Vegas. It was a great event. Um, you know, we had uh, <clears throat> basically a mini football camp. We had uh, uh, two days for two days before an All Star game, uh, and that was in a uh, a lot in itself. And then on top of it, we had the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and and uh, so yeah, I'm still kind of unpacking, literally and uh, figuratively. Uh, from that trip um, but it's a good exhaustion so uh, I walked a little funny yesterday at work, I'm a little sore but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing
1: Alright, Luis uh, I don't think you're as banged up as Holly because you weren't probably colliding with anybody Can you hear me? I think I had Luis on, there you go Luis Are I said now? that you weren't as uh, You weren't as uh, banged up as probably as Holly because you weren't colliding with anybody.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, and it was a way intense game, like way intense. I mean, I haven't – mean, i I've played in a lot of football games, and most of the time, 90% of the games I've played in have been blowouts. And so the Best of West was the most closest game that I've played in in a long time, and that was an intense game. But this was super intense, (laughs) and – It was like hard-hitting, elite athletes all over the place, big girls. I mean, the defensive line, like several of them had to be six foot on the east. Um, And we we really had limited contact contact in practice. But, you know, and there was no taking to the ground or anything like that. Um, But, you know, quarterbacks don't get touched at all. And, you know, linebackers and people like that, they still – you know, bump and stuff like that. So the game was intense. So yeah, when people were saying they couldn't walk, I got two um, late hits on me on in the game, because I had just three series in the game. So but I had whiplash from those, because they were just straight up whiplash kind of hits. So I was tired mentally, I was tired physically, you know, I didn't even go out and party late. And I'm sure some girls did. And I still was just, Exhausted and tired mentally, and just everything. And it's a long trip for me to get home. So I had like a 6 a.m. flight Sunday morning. So I didn't get to see any football on Saturday, college. <laughs> I got very little of football on Sunday. So, but Holly and I ended up sitting at the same table uh, for the Hall of Fame. So that was actually pretty cool because uh, we had assigned seats. So, uh, yeah, it was a way fun weekend. Uh, I can't even like put words to the whole thing, so
1: it looked very Maybe. exciting uh, I know the the video uh the live feed and stuff was the issue, but it's a great thing that they put up the uh YouTube recap on it with the uh the replay, so it was really nice and you know going neck to neck till the end on the one play very exciting so yeah it was kind of a very intense ball game all the way around so um Holly defensively it was like neck and neck on both sides, nobody was giving an inch.
2: <clears throat> no, I I think I mean every time you play these these all-star type of games um it's really tough to get an entire offense and an entire defense installed in a short amount of time with different people from different teams and different um basically you you all speak different languages and different systems um so usually the defense will click sooner than offense um, but it wasn't just that during the game. I think the defenses were just really good. And, you know, sometimes I've seen these all games where it's like, oh, the offense is just, it's just not clicking, you know, because uh, they're just not used to playing together, um, and uh, it's hard to learn an offense that quickly. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it was more the defenses just came to play. And, like, being said um, – this had to be the most intense All-Star game I've ever played in. It didn't feel like an All-Star game. It felt like a playoff game. Like, every play mattered. Where other All-Star games, it's kind of like, well, yeah, great, you want you want to win and you want to play well. But it's kind of more of an exhibition type thing. Uh, you know, like when you watch the Pro Bowl in the NFL, it's great because you're seeing all the best players, but it's not like an intense playoff game. This was like an intense playoff atmosphere. And I loved it. And um, like being said, there was a lot of hard hitting. And there was a lot of great players on both sides uh, of the ball, on both teams. And I think it's only, you know, a good thing for the sport. Um, so I, I was really happy about it.
1: All right. Um, you guys, did the committee get the college football ranking correct? That's the question that we got to ask. So, Louise, I'll start with you. Did they get – did did, did did Oklahoma deserve to be in, is the question.
3: Oh, you know, it's so hard. I, I'm a proponent of having more teams, maybe at least eight. So it's really hard to judge a one-loss team against another one-loss team depending on when their loss was, and then they have the championships that come into play. I mean, I was supportive of wanting to see UCF in there just because they've been undefeated for two years. And so when are you going to reward that? I mean, they play their schedule – they win. So, but I love the craziness of college football. So, I think they got it pretty close to being right. Um Ohio State's loss to Purdue was bad. Um obviously their win against Michigan was big. So, I think uh Murray for their quarterback for Oklahoma has a really good shot at the Heisman. So, I would say yeah, probably so. Probably so. Uh you know, you could debate all day, but uh, Notre Dame's had a good year. Oklahoma's had a good year. They won. Uh, it's 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 good to have uh, Notre Dame in there, and obviously you can't comp- you can't discredit Alabama. And uh, I just think it's, they're going to be great games. I just love it. I just love college football. So,
1: Holly, if you're Ohio State and Georgia, what are you feeling right now?
2: <clears throat> well. I think the problem is um Venus is, is right, I think ideally it should eventually go to eight an eight game or eighteen playoff. <clears throat> the problem is is that they've kind of locked themselves into the fourteen playoff for a minute. I think it'll eventually get there uh but that might be you know a few years off, so in the meantime this is this is kind of what we have um I think on paper, I think Georgia is a better team than Oklahoma. But Oklahoma has a better record, and so you have to give them that nod. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as their record is. I don't think they've really played anybody uh, compared to the other teams. But, again, they're undefeated. Um, I do think UCF, UCF is a great, <clears throat> great story, and I think they deserve a shot. I just don't think a team that's not from the Dix Five, that's not Notre Dame, is going to get a shot into the college football playoff until they go to eight teams. Because what you're going to have is, like Bean was saying, is you're going to have a lot of one-loss teams from, like, the SEC versus an undefeated UCF, and the, the SEC is going to win that, all like, all the time. Um, uh, I don't think Ohio – I think Ohio State played the best game of their season against Michigan, <clears throat> but I also think a lot of that had to do – with the the scheme that they came in against Michigan, um, they they totally outcoached them. <clears throat> so the problem is with Ohio State if you're the committee is they're not consistent. They haven't been consistent the entire year. So then you're like, well, okay, is Ohio State really the team that lost to Purdue or the team that came in and like destroyed Michigan? So I think because Ohio State was not consistent and not only did not only did they lose against Purdue but they struggled against other teams all year that they should have easily handled. So I think really Ohio state lost a lot of style points early and that kind of bit them at the end, but overall, I think it kind of is what it is. And, you know, the only person or the only team I think I might consider besides those four is is maybe Georgia because they've played really well um, and they, they took Alabama You know, uh, they gave Alabama everything they could. So um, other than that, I think it's good.
1: So the debate continues. And that's what makes this whole thing so interesting, that you have to go into this committee mentality where you have to weigh the options, weigh the matchups, and you got to weigh the schedule. I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs to get to that stage. But uh, any doubt that uh, even with the quarterback issue, Tua going down, any doubt Alabama was going to fall?
2: Um, I mean, against Georgia. I mean, Georgia played really well. I think really the story of, uh, of that game is Jalen Hurts. Because think about this kid who, you know, led them to a championship, and then lost his job in the next championship game to a, a freshman, and then he gets put on the bench and he hardly plays. He, he plays a little bit here and there. But he's an upperclassman. This is supposed to be his time to shine. And historically, Saban has been that coach that typically plays his upperclassmen over the younger guys. And he's had to sit there and wait. And here's an opportunity for him to come in. You know, everything's on the line for his team. And much like Tua kind of saved the day last year, Jalen got to return the favor. So I think, I don't, I, I think, you know, even if Alabama had lost, you knew that they were gonna, you know, make a run at the end. Um, but I can't—I don't even know Jalen Hurts as a, you know, on a personal level. But just as a fellow football player, I, I couldn't be more proud of that guy because that—that takes a lot. So good for him.
1: Bane, you got the same sentiments there. Did you have any doubt? Otherwise, Hurts came in and did a really good job. Not, you know, as expected because he's done a good job in the past, but. Do we give the job to Tua back here as we go towards the the, the playoff championship?
3: Um, that's a good question. Here, here's the thing: is Hertz stayed in there, and he and he was true to his team, and he could have left. But you know, in nowadays you got to have more than one quarterback, and the chances, especially the way they are athletically and they run. You just got to have one than one -one quarterback. So I'm glad to see that he got his chance to come in and help his team. They both played a lot this year. And they're both really good quarterbacks. So I just think you have to give give them both a chance to compete. I've always just wanted if I have a chance to compete, then that's all that I ask for. And I think that's what he needs to make sure he gives them. And I think a lot of people think that Tua is the better quarterback, and in certain ways I do think that's true. Uh, But I also think that I believe, I don't know this, I want to believe that the team probably has faith in both of them, and uh, hopefully they're team guys and team players, and they just they want to win championships. So,
1: all right, we're going to get how... uh, we'll finish up on college football in about the second hour, and then we'll go into the NFL Week 13 when McKenzie shows up here as well. Uh, but let's go into the huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com. Zazzle has been our sponsor for almost 10 years now, and we really appreciate them go to the Zazzle shop at the No Joke Football shop, uh, and then you can get pretty much up to 20% off daily. Uh, leggings, hoodies, T-shirts. helps out our awareness project uh, to spotlight another uh, player internationally or domestically. And so every uh, sale from the shop gets distributed back to a player so we can spotlight and uh, bring awareness to the sport. And so today we are going to have in the huddle three huddles. And the first huddle here is the legendary uh, Texan, which is Alberta Brightson of the Texas Elite Spartans, formerly of the Dallas Elite. And so uh, she was in Vegas, hey. and she got inducted into the uh, Women's Football Hall of Fame. Alberta, how are you doing today?
4: I'm great, Oscar. How are you? Congratulations to you as well, You're, as of uh, being the first media. Appreciate it. Thank
1: you very much. I really appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I wish I could have been there to witness uh, all the amazing uh, athletes that were there that um, – this past weekend on top of the game that was played yeah, was really great. well. So missed out on a classic there as well. Um, Alberto, let's start right. off with the, the comic act. What's going on with this comic act of yours Did <laughs> I hear?
4: Oh man. Um, I actually have a meeting after this, uh, interview. Um, actually we're, uh, working with, I'm working with some local, um, up and coming comedians, um, that are new to the game like myself. Um, and, uh, we're just going to put together a little tour um, of the city and different venues, and you know, kind of get the exposure out there and uh, you know, just really get some work.
1: All right, so I'm, we're expecting some Facebook Live te- teasers or at, at some point down the road.
4: Okay, okay, yeah, we can do that. Look look around January, that sounds good, right? January. We'll, yes, yes, sounds good to me. I got you.
1: You know, like, the, that's always the best thing. If you can get some teaser out there, it kind of brings people to the event and going, okay, I want to, I want to go see what she's all about. Um, Alberta, the yeah, football career has been very outstanding for you. Uh, take us through the journey here, a little bit about uh, when you began and being on some of, the, okay. some of the great teams that you've been on as well, and then, you know, Team USA as well, and just just the journey in, 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 your, in the history that you've done with the sport as a pioneer.
4: Okay. Um, well, it started out. Um, of course, I played. Um, I got to play with the boys. Uh, started out playing on a flag team. My grandpa signed me up for when I was probably about ten. Um, of course, I was the only girl. I actually got my first interception in the game. Well, my only interception of the season, but it was it was an interception, right? So it's kind of a little forecasting. Um, and then I, I played in eighth and ninth grade, um, and it was I, I never had any um any resistance to me wanting to play. I already played basketball um and they knew I was an athlete and then I was kind of tough, you know. <laughs> so uh so you know, they didn't mind me being around and they they made accommodations for me. They they got me a separate locker room and uh and now that, that was in Broken Arrow. Shout out to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um but yeah, so so that was that and then uh so I moved to Texas. I just stuck with basketball and then um my brother told me about the Dallas Diamonds um, in 2002, and whenever I looked them up online, um, oh, shout out to the boy, I call him the boy, uh, his name's Larry, but shout out to my brother, um, whenever I looked them up online, they were already in season, so I had to, you know, um, you know, fill out the form for the tryout the next season, and I was still trying to play basketball, and I ended up injuring my ankle, um, at a tryout in Chicago, and, uh, damaged some tendons, and then, like the the Diamond Tryout was like three months later, and I wasn't able to even apply enough pressure on my foot to run until like a week before. So, um, before the tryout, so I was like, you know what? I'm an athlete. I'm gonna go out here and 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 show them what I have, and you know if that should be enough right there. And, and fortunately, it was. So, 2003 was my rookie season. Uh, I came in with some with some legends. Um, you know, Jessica Springer uh came in in the same class as I did and we have uh some others. Tiny Mitchell that, you know, she was a beast on the D line. So and we had we had some beasts. I was fortunate enough to play on those uh dynasty teams for the Dallas Diamonds um and win four championships with them. Uh I got married on the fifty yard line basically, you know, my uh, my rookie year and um And then I kind of planned out my daughter, uh, our our first daughter, because I wanted to have her before the season. I didn't want to miss any games, you know. So uh, it worked out. She came a little early for me, so I I didn't miss any any games. We ended up winning our first championship in 2004. Um, And then, you know, fast forward, got to uh, be selected for Team USA, uh, the first ever. Uh, Shout out to all my, you know, 2010 Team USA pioneers. Uh, That was great. Never thought, you know, that I would – be going overseas to play football and and represent the United States so um, you know fortunately we we won gold two times um, and I was asked to play on the Team USA flag football team as well and we won silver there so that was great got to you know again go overseas um, with those um, opportunities Um, so so yeah you know um, and then the transformation into the Diamonds, from the Diamonds to the Elite, you know, well, before that, we went to the Energy, and we were at the Energy, we were the Energy Elite is what we called ourselves, because it was that core group um, of athletes that stuck together whenever we left the Diamonds, and then, you know, we formed the Dallas Elite, and now that core group is still together, you know, here we are with the Texas Elite, and got us the, you know, championship, best of the West, and now I'm a
0: coaching, DBs,
1: and I love it, you know, so uh, I find that very fulfilling. So that's where everybody's transitioning to, right? I mean, I am think all the Hall of Famers this weekend, majority of them are going to go that route now, right? You think everybody, Yeah.
2: The, most uh, of the
1: pioneers from the I last 10 know. years, everybody's kind of transitioning to Maybe. that. I, I know a lot of them are retiring in that sense, but they're also trying to pursue yeah. some coaching, right? Right.
4: Well, I actually didn't intend on coaching that wasn't part of my plan like I got an opportunity to uh to be the announcer for the uh uh whenever it was the Dallas Elite 2017 uh team for the playoff uh conference championship game and as a favor to oh you know she knows she can get me to do anything all she has to do is say that she needs me and I got her so I had never done it before ended up getting in the box and I loved it and everybody was like you did great uh, and, you know, so I was actually looking forward to doing a little bit of that um, this past season, and then she called me up again and was like, dog, like, I need I need a DB coach, and I was like, oh, man, like, I didn't even pay attention to the drills whenever I was doing them. I'm just an athlete. I just, you know, I know how to, you know, play my position, so I was like, all right, man, I got you, and ended up, you know, I figured it out, ended up loving it, you know, and uh, and I, I have a success story. My, um, She's my rookie. She was a rookie this year. Her name is, uh, we call her D. Rich, and um, she, you know, that, like I said, she's my success story. She couldn't even get in a, in a stance at the beginning of the whole thing, and she kept getting beat on the fade route. You know, by the end of the season, um, this kid, she was coachable, um, and she listened to everything I said, and she had a little fire, you know, and I knew, like, whenever I, I went up against her kind of to see how she played and I saw how strong she was, and I was like, Oh, we got something here. I think I can mold this one." And uh, like I say, we worked on that stance, and, and you know, like I said, she was getting beat on those fade routes. And best of the West Championship, she played. She started the game. She played the whole game locked down her side. She was right there. She was right there every time they they threw the ball. And people were like, uh, "Turn around, get the interception." I'm like, "Man, listen, she was getting beat." Every time in practice, I'm proud of her. For, she's right there to knock it down. I'm like, next year, those are interceptions. So, you know, that's my success story. Shout out to D. Rich. Um, but, yeah, I, I love that. And then, you know, and then I got to work with the linebackers. They came over, and uh, and I got to work with them because linebackers, I mean, you ask any linebacker that, what's their weakness, it's coverage. They have to guard those slot receivers. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's get them some DB drills in. And, and you know, they started working and they, they were coachful. And, that, and that, was, that was a beautiful experience to, to be able to, to see the growth, you know. So, very fulfilling coaching. I, I never thought that I so, would uh, be interested.
1: Alberta, uh, say the Texas Elite going into the WNFC, it's got to be kind of a, I guess, yes. in a scary mode because it's kind of considered kind of the, the best team out of all the teams, in a way, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Elite right. besides Utah between Utah and right. Texas basically being the top two teams working in 19 so very exciting so are you into 219 or are you pursuing the uh oh. the stage at this point
4: Oh man I'm 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 down all the way um with this uh coaching thing the the, the stage is you know all of this the way that our schedules work out it's it's fine it's all good I I will make time for this cuz I love it you know and like I said I find it very fulfilling to be out there and just you know, take what I know and and help another athlete with their that has their own set of skills uh become a better athlete. You know, so I love that. So yeah, I'm definitely I'm down with the Texas Elite Spartans forever. Wherever Oco, all right,
1: you Alberta, you're not gonna become the son of Bum. Are we gonna are we gonna see that in the WNFC? Your defense huh? killer killer aspect of it. I said I hope you're I hope you're gonna become like the son of Bum like in the Rams. Where you got the big defense going, you got the defensive side, oh. everything going well on the oh, ball, and man, and now to... they're gonna just they're gonna say, look look at the look at the Hall of Famer putting all the pieces together. So we'll, we'll probably get oh, to man. see it in 2019, at the inaugural season. That would be awesome. It,
4: it you definitely will, you definitely will. You know, defense is a different is a different animal. I, I love the defense because I get to you get to bring that energy and that you know just that that excitement and that and that raw. You know that rawness; they can just let it let it go. You know, like oh, when OG came over to us, man, she was. I was like, she was like, man, I feel like I've been contained. I'm like, no, we take we taking the chains off of you. Just run free, you good. Like ball out, you know. So, so it's, it's great to have OG as an addition. We got some great players on my team. Um, you know, I was blessed to play with some great ballers, and you know, Odessa, and like I said, I mentioned Jessica Springer, Jan Welter, you know,
1: Angelica
4: Grayson, you know. Me, you make a Webb, like KB Bowman, like some beast. like So I'm I'm super fortunate to have been, you know, been a part of that. And what what's great about football is, is the relationships that you build, you know, that you probably wouldn't have never crossed paths. It just is the diversity and it's the unity. It's the family, you know. So, you know, just shout out to all my teammates. Anybody that I've ever played with, if you listen, shout out to you. You know, this Hall of Fame, I'm sharing it with you.
1: Alberta, uh, the growth of the sport. What do you say? You've you've seen it at a world stage. You've seen it in in Vanta, You've seen it in all the way up to Vancouver now. You get to see there's uh, a women's uh, American football now in Ho- in Honduras, Brazil, yeah. Costa Rica, Guam of all places, a simple island in Guam. I mean the growth of it. Europe's exploding. Australia is just just completely blown up. Um, so you. What do you see of that? I mean, you've you've already experienced it at a, at a world stage with about six to eight right. teams or I, so, and all of a sudden now right. we get to see it on almost every continent.
4: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing um, to to see the passion uh, around the world about the sport. You know that that we're all crazy about. It can't it can't go anywhere but up. You know, and I think that with the WNSC, we're in a we're in a great position to help move the move the needle. Um, or as Jen Welter says, move the change, um, and you know Odessa is a is a great person to help lead that. Um, so I'm glad that she's in that position to help drive it forward because that's her passion. And um, so, um, so yeah, I think that that we're in good hands. Um, the, the future of the sport is in very good hands. I mean, think about the board that's that's on the of the WNFC. You know, the commissioner is Kay Michelle. You know, um, I don't know her real name, I just know her Facebook name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, with her being a commissioner, um, I think her name is Candace Mitchell, yeah. So with her being a commissioner, and then we got got uh, Callie Bronson, you know, as part of operations, and, you know, and then we got Tony Fuller. Like, we've got some great um, people in position to help move the league forward, you know. And, and then we got Bryant. Shout out to Bryant School. Um, you know, so we – and, and you know, Samantha and, you know, everybody that's, that's helping with it that, you know, I might not know your name, but thank you. I know that y'all are working hard to – to bring this all together, and I, I, I really feel like there's some big things on the forefront um, for, uh, for women's football.
1: I'm, I'm more excited when we get the first foreigners in about three years, when you get individuals from different countries to come play on WNFC teams. That would be yeah. the ultimate right there. The staple of awesome. staples yeah. is to get foreigners, just like the NFL gets foreigners to come into play. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Alberta, let's get yeah, the you – know, uh, it's, it's
4: happened. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's happened a, a couple of times. We had uh, Hannah uh, sorry, who, who was from Finland. I probably just butchered her last name, but she was from Finland. She came – she played on Team Finland <laughs> against us in 2010, and then she came and played with us um, on the Diamonds, you know, in 2011. So, so, and then we've got uh, another player that played for Boston. Um, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but she's like out of England. So so yeah, so it's actually happening. So so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm looking forward to more of those international players coming and joining the forces with them.
1: So let's get your uh the class here, since we're all here, let's get uh, Louise Bean pick your brain here and then we'll head into Holly Custis as well.
3: Hey, how's it going? Sorry, I just started calling hey. you. How you doing? Hey, Andre, I got a... this is Louise Bean. Oh, hey Louise. How's it going? Oscar, I got to tell you that when they announced her name, I think she paid off like three quarters, quarters of the guests. Because <laughs> she <there> was <laughs> cheering and yelling and all this crazy stuff. It was awesome. It's just, she up, hey, she it's brings just excitement,
1: love, just like know? she's going to do it at the uh, at the podium with the, uh, the comedy, I can tell you right now.
3: Thank you. Yeah, seriously. No, it was fun. Um, because her name is Alberta, and they announced people in alphabetical order – yeah, she was one of the first ones. So, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Um, what has been, because you've, you've had a long career, you know, I've read your bio. Um, everyone was spotlighted. Oscar, we missed you, just so you know. Just want to make sure you got that in there.
5: Yeah, I missed um, you guys, too.
3: Um, <laughs> but the, out of your long journey of stuff, you know, and you're doing the next phase of your life, and mm-hmm. but and I think it's awesome you got married at the fifty. Like the the pictures from that Thank was you. Just really cool. And you know, Thank planning you. your kids around the football season and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> you got to have priorities, you know. Um, right, right, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what has been like the top two things that have stood out in your journey, bad or good? We don't have to have be all happy land here. You know, sometimes bad things
4: stand okay. out because we learn.
3: Oh, oh, what you
4: got well, well, you know there's always the ugly side of uh of women's football, and that's um you know mm when it comes down to sometimes how players are treated um whenever it comes to like uh lodging um <laughs> we've played in some in some uh i mean we have stayed in some sketchy places back in the day thank god we're we're past that now we got Brian and o uh taking the lead and, and, and they got us they got us nice. They got us right. But uh that was definitely one of the ugly ugly parts about it. And like I say, one of the most special parts about it is the the diversity and the people and, you know, just watching people like I said who, you know, come from different backgrounds and who wouldn't normally cross paths, um, you know, form a form a sisterhood, you know, and, and just really have each other's back and, you know, I mean it's not always lovey-dovey. I mean, we we've had some uh, <laughs> some lock-in brawls, so you know. But but we let it go after that. It's like you know, you gotta, you can't just like let stuff faster though. Sometimes you just gotta squash it or squab. So, um, but yeah, I I would say one of the most that's the best thing about it is is uh, the relationships that have been built. Cause I I mean, even with Team USA, um, we we got to for the first time in twenty ten mixed with um with players from different you know, from different teams like all over, you know, uh in the past. I mean other than all star games, you're still only with the West and it's not a East and West mixture. And with this it's an East West mixture of all stars. And so everybody's good and so you really gotta step up if you wanna get on that field. And uh and just and and to see how we, we went from first day like, kind of everybody sizing each other up, like, okay, that's, you know, that's them Boston girls or that's them D.C. girls, you know. That's how we would look at each other, like, okay, dang, they're San Diego, you know. And then by the end of it, all of us, like, you know, you have your individual people that you just really click with. And, and you know, I made some really great friendships, like Adrian Smith is, is, is a really good friend of mine, you know. And, you know, Dez and, and, and Melissa Gallego, you know, like, all of them and and, and many more, you know, we just – Brickhouse, you know one of the legends. You know Stacy aging she wasn't. She was on one of my flag teams, but we used to be dead rivals with when it was the Diamonds and, and the Houston Energy, and she was their best player. And and but we always had that respect, even though we were rivals, and my team hated her. And we got a chance to play together, and we're like, man, we should have been been hanging out all this time. Like she's one of you know one of my closest friends too. So it's 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 that that bond that's built.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with the whole social aspect of everything. I mean, that's why obviously Team USA but also other all-star opportunities and like this past weekend, right. I, I, you know, the same kind of stuff. I, I just never – I've never played on a team with with OJ or the Dallas Elite, and, and I wouldn't have that right. opportunity because sometimes we've been in separate leagues.
4: So, exactly. Yeah, and that's what that's what I like about the All Star Hall of Fame All Star game. That was great. Yeah. So, what do you think is a bystander? I know we have to have other
3: guests. That's my last question. Did you go to that game or no? Okay. Did you go? Yeah, to game? I was
4: there. Um, I I stayed. Well, my my flight left at six, so I had to be at the airport like at four. So I had my gonna pick me up at three thirty, and you know the game got delayed. So, I only got to see the first quarter, and, and I just thought it. I saw the touchdown. I saw that we won, the East won. I uh, yeah. saw that.
1: And, and oh, shout out to
4: Odessa because she wore my number. Her number was not available, and she wore my number, and I, like, I ain't going to lie. I, I teared up. And I, I was yeah. like, oh, she representing me. Oh, so I yeah,
3: she she always no, makes me cry. No, that that's really cool. Yes, it was important that West won. So, uh, you know, you got to be, you yeah, yeah. got to say that. So, yeah definitely, um no, I'm glad you're able to come and just kind of see that and um, you know, just all the good stuff from that, so I just think that we have there's always negative things in anything in life, and I just think those kind of events and others that are like them are just really good for the sport, and just the cross the crossover of like you said of of being with others and playing with others, like you said, the girl that you didn't like, she was your rival, and all of a sudden when you're as a teammate, it's different. And that's that's
4: what I love about football. Right. It's like it's the one thing that bonds you. So, right. oh, and by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Hey, okay. nice pass, nice touchdown pass, by the way. That wasn't me. <laughs> that it wasn't, wasn't me. you. Was, oh, dang.
3: I know, no, it, it, it's a. Uh, we have a lot of quarterbacks, you know. So, but thank you. I
4: have thrown touchdowns. Oh, yeah, pass. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I know. I saw you. I, I was there. Best of the West. Yep.
1: Was that lane? No, right. Was that lane that threw the pass?
3: That was lane. But hey, uh, uh, Alberta, I did throw a touchdown pass against you guys at Best of West, so that's probably what you're getting. I know messed you up. did. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll to Holly. Thanks. Uh, congratulations, and Thanks. also uh, on your
4: new career. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats to you on Hall of Fame. Thanks. What's up, Holly?
2: Hey, Alberta. How's it going? Uh, you know. Well, it was great seeing you this last weekend um i I know i I think the uh whole ceremony was was awesome, and I was excited to be there with everybody um I know that you've had a long and awesome career um so my first question is um you know, considering the fact that football changes us all um, what do you think the difference is from the first year that you played? So the last year that you played, and how you were as a person—like, how did football change you?
4: Oh man, as a person, um, well, a lot happened in that time. I played for fourteen seasons, you know, <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. so I grew a lot in a lot of different ways. Like, um, and you know, just more so, um, I, I kind of part of the reason why I played so long was to uh, to show my kids that you know you can do whatever you want to do and there are options other options available whether they want to play or not um and another reason why I played is because I kept learning stuff you know and I was like dang you know this right here this could make me better like this wow let me you know so I kept coming back and, and that's to me it's important to to keep learning um and you know cuz you can always pick up something whether it's uh whether it's Learning not to do something by watching somebody else mess it up, or it's you know seeing how somebody like like I always tell people like Jen Welter inspired me to like I was the crack block queen. I would D cleek people like that was one of my favorite things to do on offense as a, as a as a wide receiver. That was like a touchdown to me. And how I got to that was one time I was running a punt return back and Jen Welter just killed somebody on the sidelines right in front of me. Like, I cut back, and she just smashed that person. And I was like, I remember, like, laughing, like, oh, my God, like, still running and laughing. And I get to the end zone, and I turn around, and, like, everybody's looking back that way. So I'm like, I ain't getting no love because I scored a touchdown. I'm like, I ain't getting no love. I looked back, and the girl <laughs> was still on the ground. I was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. Like, and so she inspired <laughs> me to be better, you know, and and, you know, and just, Seeing other people's work ethic, you know, around me, uh, made me want to just, you know, continue to, to 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 grow and and you know. So I developed so many different skills over the years. From you know, like I said, from I went from a DB who I couldn't, you know, they put DBs on defense because we can't catch, right? And and then I developed, you know, into a wide receiver, you know, and uh, and was a pretty good one at that, you know. So I mean, I remember at one time, man, we had like. All of us, all of all the skill positions, our quarterback, our receivers, we were all in like the top ten. Um, all the all our receivers were within the top ten um, on the IWFL, you know, list, you know, of, of reception, So we were like killing the game. So to be able to develop from just being a DB, I could knock it down, and you know, yeah, I could I could catch a little bit. I did, did punt returns and kickoff returns and stuff, but you know. As run around, I used to have to have people like draw it in my hand. Like I mean, like, <laughs> they'd be like run a post, and I'd be like, "What is that?" Like in the huddle, they were li- literally drawing in my hand. And whenever they would put me in on running back, I'd be like, "All right, uh, whose whose butt do I follow?" You know, I just tell me whose butt because I didn't know the holes. And you know, so just to develop, uh, you know, the 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 mindset for for the game and you know the mentality. But you know, so yeah, a lot of changes in fourteen seasons. So.
2: Two kids, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can, I can completely relate to that. Um, I think football is one of those sports that, uh, you know, there's a reason why people play for so long or try to, and there's a reason why coaches still go to, um, different coaching seminars, even though they've coached for like 30 or 40 years, is because you, you, there's no way you can possibly learn everything. And that's exactly. one of the things I love about it. So, uh, now that you're coaching, um, uh, I think that's awesome. By the way, uh, Thank what you. do you think? Look, like, you're welcome. What do you like? How do you think having played for so long uh, benefits you as a coach?
4: Oh well, it, it helps a lot, especially um, being a DB slash wide receiver. Um, being a, a, I, I kind of, I already had the defensive mentality, right? So so that helps. Because you gotta have a defensive mindset. Because it's, it's different. You know, they put they put people on O line instead of D line for a reason. Um, you know, you gotta be a little crazy uh, to be on the D line and, and and mean. So you know, you gotta be hungry on defense. So um, offense is a little more finesse. So um, me knowing how to run a route uh, helps me show my defense how to defend the route better. And you know I don't just run them through drills just to run them through drills. I, I make sure that I put them through drills that are they're going to be able to apply it, and they're going to see how to apply it, um, and you know to help them you know develop as a player. So,
2: yeah. That's awesome. That that's that's admirable. And I think, I think that um, you know having played for so long, those players that you're coaching can see that you've already you know walked in the same. You know steps that they're currently walking in, and I think there's a respect level there. So I think that's awesome. Um, my final uh, question for you um, is because I know you're you're a comic now, so uh, you're a little busy. Uh, what, considering the fact that you're a comic, what was the funniest moment of your career?
4: Um, the fine- Well, I'm still kind of new, so I don't know. Like all all my moments are scary for me right now. So. I haven't had a funny moment yet, like to myself, um, other than like maybe forgetting a joke. Like, yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, I forgot a joke. I had just told. I told my cousin's husband before the show. I was like, man, I had, I had, um, I got a concussion in a uh, in a car accident. I got rear-ended. Like. A few days before the show, and uh, and mm-hmm. so I was telling my cousin, I was joking with my cousin's husband before the show, and I was like, man, I was like, dang, I got this concussion. I was like, man, I, I hope I don't get up here and forget my jokes, right? And mm-hmm. something happened. My mom, I said, I said, oh, I said, thank God, or something. Yeah, I, I said, thank God. My mom is a is a is an elder, and so my mom, as soon as I said God, she was like, Amen, baby, and it threw me, and it threw me off for like that <laughs> split second. It made me forget how to tell my joke, and, like, that was the funniest part because I had just told him, like, we were just joking that I would forget a joke, and I did, and I was like, man, I could not, I, like, left out three words that made that joke funny, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that had to be the funniest moment.
2: Well, you know, the, the best part about that is it, it, uh, ironically is funny that you forgot, so, uh, you unintentionally were funny anyway, so... <laughs> so um yeah, I'm excited yeah, right. to see <laughs> I'm excited to see your uh comedy career because uh like Bean was saying, you know when people uh saw your name, I was not surprised that people got excited because you have a natural, very positive energy that people feed off of, so I'm excited, you. you know, I know that you'll work hard at it, because you, you worked really hard at football, and it, that's kind of your mentality anyway, which I know it is, you're going to do great things with it, so uh, congratulations, you, um, Appreciate I'm it. really excited honored like to be, you. you're welcome, I'm really honored to be in the same class as you, and, uh, and best you of luck. Thank you too,
4: appreciate it.
1: Yeah. All right, Alberta, thank you for making the time. I know you're busy bee and all, and uh, really appreciate it. Um, and once again, congratulations. Uh, Big-time big all-world pioneer right there and very deserving of the honor. And uh, we are very excited for the coaching aspect of your mindset to come about in 2019 in the WNFC.
4: Thank you so much, Oscar. Good luck to you guys and Gridiron Girls and No Joke Football. Thanks. Have a great evening. We'll, a we'll look
1: forward to your uh, comedy teasers as well, so make sure you post them up. Perfect.
4: Thank you for it. Thank you for the idea. <laughs>
1: have a good one. Have a great night. All right. So, you guys, that was uh, basically Alberta Britson, and she's uh, uh, Bryson. I can't box her last name. I think it's Brightson. Uh, Alberta Brighton, all-world uh, wide receiver as well on Team USA multiple times, and uh, on the Dallas Diamonds, the historic Dallas Diamonds in women's football. That's, like, huge, isn't it, if you go back in, in history?
3: Yeah, I remember yeah. when the Diamonds, both of us remember. Go ahead. I was going to say, I remember the diamonds and uh, Brittany Bushman was their quarterback and they brought her back after a five-year hiatus to play for the elite this year. So yeah, they were good.
1: All right. Um, We're going to bring in the next hall of famer in here. And she is Alaskan born and big time baller for the mile high blaze. And that is the uh, talented Chantel Hernandez also inducted this weekend in Vegas uh to the women's football hall of fame along you two as well and myself and Chantel, how's it going?
0: Uh, it's good. Can you guys hear me all right? My voice is a little raspy still from the weekend.
1: Yeah, no, uh we heard what you were doing, so uh obviously that's where your voice got lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good things, always good things.
1: Yeah, I hope you have some honey, warm honey or something on that throat you know, thing. So we're not gonna we're <laughs> not gonna throw too many uh questions at you because You're obviously limited on the raspiness and stuff. But, anyways, Chantel, uh, mile high. Let's talk about them and your team so far. A lot of improvement in the last three years, and now you're moving to the WN – I mean, now you're moving into another phase in the WFA, which is the expectation, obviously, is to go deeper into the the playoffs because you guys have proven it the last two years.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're really excited about uh, the upcoming year. Uh, Wynn has been doing a lot of things. Behind the scenes, as long as uh, with my teammates, Uh, things have just been uh, just coming together really well and gelling perfectly. Can't really ask for more.
1: Now you're going to get the Phenom to lead you. She's very young, very raw. Um, So everybody's expectations are really high, especially at quarterback there. But uh, a veteran core is probably what you can say about the Blaze right now. So between yourself and other players, this team has really, like I said, brought uh, win has brought it up to another level, especially with all the all the talent.
0: Most definitely, I feel like uh, all of my teammates are rising to the occasion as we should. Uh, everybody's working hard in the off season as we should, and uh, we're very determined this year. Um, I can't wait to see the cohesion that happens, and uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. You know how that goes during season. There's really no telling. Everybody's working hard to the same goal.
1: Chantel, your mom, uh, did you tell your mom about this award? And what did she say? Uh,
0: Yeah, she is, uh, you know, like every great mother. She's very proud of me, uh, super happy. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we just had an earthquake up there, and I called her, and the only thing she could really tell me, I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, but your football picture fell. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not sending you the Hall of Fame plaque then. Until <laughs> all
2: of her <laughs> <since> things
0: are done. <laughs> so she got a good laugh at that, you know, during all this
1: chaos that she might be going through. So, yeah. Uh oh she's very boy. proud of me. That was, uh, that was a priority I could tell already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah, a true mom right that, there. Mom. <laughs> Your football <laughs> picture fell. <laughs> oh no, that's, yeah. that's love right there. That's gotta be true love right there. Um so, Chantel, what can you say about the weekend? Uh, you obviously are, uh, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame with the rest of us here. and We're very honored to be with, you know, the 30-something players that were uh, inducted with some legends as well. You got Jen Walter, You got uh, Donna Wilkinson. Um, and then you have a lot of Hall of Famers in there. I mean, a lot of pioneers. And now you are considered one of the best of the best.
0: Uh, yeah, you're definitely trying to put me on an emotional roller coaster, aren't you? <laughs> I thought that was done this weekend. Uh but yeah, um I literally walked into the banquet uh with my aunt who helped represent, you know, all my accolades. Uh and I opened up the pamphlet that we had and I saw my name and like it was the hardest thing for me to hold back tears. Um, just to think about who I'm with, you know, OG, OJ, like you mentioned Jen Walters, um, there's Sam in there. I mean, I, I can't even, you know, mention them all, and it doesn't really matter to me how I got there or anything like that, but I just feel a new sense of responsibility for uh, women's sports. So, I mean, in the end of the day, I'm, I'm completely speechless, uh, and the best way to say thank you is to provide action behind it. So I can't really wait to uh, put in work for, for the class that I just got inducted with and for women's football across the world.
1: Now, let's talk about the world stage. I just talked to Alberta about it. Is it shock you now that we have women's American football almost on every continent?
0: No, not at all. I mean, we should be busting down doors. I think that was a, a great theme this weekend as well uh, for the Hall of Fame and everything that was brand new. Um, no, I, I, it doesn't shock me at all. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that everybody could be doing out there, and, and we just doing our own thing. we just doing our part to see what's up for this for
1: the rest of us, you know. Alright, let's bring in the other uh, your other two uh Hall of Famers here. Let's bring in uh uh Holly here to pick your brain and then uh Louise is gonna bail on us for a little <laughs> bit here but uh Holly go ahead.
2: Hey, how's it going? Buddy, hey, what's going on? Not much. Uh congratulations. Um I uh, had a blast playing with you Um, and I think uh, I'm really excited to be in the same class as you. One of the things I noticed about you, even though I haven't known you very long, is that you have a a huge passion to play the game, and I think you're right. I think now that we've been inducted, there's kind of a responsibility uh, to to kind of carry that torch. Um, What does it mean to you to be in this class as far as the future is concerned? Do you have any plans to just keep playing? What do you think we need to do as a sport to get better?
0: Oh, man, that's a great question.
2: Uh, I think if you are going to
0: look at a bigger picture, you need to look within yourself. And as far as me, you know, some Hall of Famers are asking me, like, how long you want to play? And I'm like, dude, forever. Do you hear some of these women who have been playing for, like, their 21st year?
1: (laughs) And, like,
0: you know, and so I feel like um, this game has taught me a lot of patience and, and, you know, not to be so hard on myself. And, you know, if I can try to help others recognize that in others and, you know, keep pushing to show the same respect, you know, everybody's out here doing something. So uh, I'm not sure what's going to make the game better, but if I can continue to make myself better, I hope that it could touch others to do the same thing.
2: Awesome. Um what has been your best memory or your, your your proudest moment so far in playing? Uh
0: uh in playing the game or just uh some of the things that have occurred since I played. Like this Hall of Fame thing is the biggest thing for me in my football <laughs> career. So I mean mm-hmm. other than going to win a gold medal, I mean, this is right there, Holly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh so like basically like w uh, within the confines is actually playing besides uh winning the award. is there a particular moment on the field that you feel like wow that that was awesome that I got to do that uh
0: actually, it was this weekend uh there was the camaraderie was just insane um uh, mm-hmm. there wasn't one woman or one man, nobody that was around that like I just wasn't like. I was completely speechless this weekend. I just had to really absorb it and take it by the moment as it came. I didn't want to spoil it for myself and be too anxious. or So it was really this weekend. There's really no particular moment. I mean, football is just my everything. It's life, you know. So I was just glad to be there this weekend in the moment.
2: I, I totally agree, especially about um, the chemistry that we had. Um, Talk a little bit about the, the game itself, uh, this weekend and what it what it felt like to play in it because you know, from my standpoint it was one of my favorite games I think I've ever played in.
0: Yeah, uh I can stand by you on that opinion. Uh most definitely. I uh like I said, completely speechless. It was uh it was a roller coaster, you know, everybody in the locker room was doing their uh Pre-game ritual, and we start going out, and, you know, I'm like, just let me out of this locker room, please. I'm ready to go, and then we had to halt it because, you know, we had to deal with the adversity of uh, the refs, and so even though we had to deal with that, you know, the West was in the gym, and we were still just laughing it up and still ready for the game, and, uh, you know, Sam and everybody behind the scenes took care of what they they could. It all worked out during the game. um, Man click click boom. That's all I gotta say. Defense is amazing. <laughs> um and we were just you know, everybody ever since day one, everybody was rooting for each other, you know? It's it's unexplainable. Uh you just really had to be there. If you weren't you definitely missed it. So catch it on the on the Facebook. But <laughs> um that yeah, was it was it was amazing. It was really sketchy until the fourth quarter, and then OJ hit the pocket and ran us down, and then caught that pass in the corner. So then after that, it was a wrap. I felt bad for Coach Jody because all the the D line was on the bench <laughs> when OJ <laughs> did her thing. Oh man, the bench just cleared mid sentence, and like I was just mm-hmm. like, oops, sorry, Coach. My mm-hmm. bad, Jody. No. But uh, there's things I going ain't... on. Our house is killing it. <laughs>
2: You know what I think? I think I remember that because I think we were sitting down, and and Jody said, "Does anybody have anything else?" And I said,
1: "Well, yeah,
2: I think if we blitzed the A, And then all of a sudden, everyone was like, "Ah!" And, I, and then we all jumped up and like ran down the sideline. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. Uh, that was awesome. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I totally forgot to even finish my thought with him because everybody was like, oh, "Okay, this, this is it now. We're we're good." Well, I
0: guess if we can backtrack, uh, that then, was the best moment on the field.
2: Oh, I know, that that's totally I totally even forgot that happened. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, but I'm just really happy to be in the same class as you. Uh, I think I think you're a really great athlete. You're a natural fit at, at the end. You're really quick. Um, and I'm excited to see what this season brings for you. Uh, and congratulations. Thanks so much, Holly, for your time today.
1: No problem. All right, Chantel, let's get um, the quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback here, uh, part of the class as well, Luis here Well, hey,
3: Chantel. Um, hey. I, so, Chantel and I met last year at this same event, and that's how I got to know her, and so we've just kind of kept in touch. But for anyone that doesn't know Chantel, she's got a motor like no other. And if if you're talking about, like, NFL, she's got the prototype NFL body for DN. And so she's just got a motor, and she's just really good. And so when the refs, so we all were getting ready for the game, and we were in the locker room, and then we found out that the refs, hadn't come yet and when we when we um when the sam the, and the admin called them they were like oh we thought it was next weekend so even though they had a contract that said today they weren't there because they thought it was the following weekend and that day was the uh high school championship stuff going on so we were able to get some city refs and but that's why the game started late so but actually one of the coolest things happened that i wanted to ask Chantel is that we hung out in the school gym and just more bonding happened and we worked on all our chants and our cheers, and Chantel led one of them. And uh, there was like five girls that they would bring their cheers from eat their team, and so we would do it from their individual teams. And it was just really good stuff. And so and I can only just repeat the same things that Chantel said that was cool about the weekend. but, um, But I wanted to know, like, what – what was your – there was a lot of cool things about the weekend. But what was, like, your one part that stuck out, if anything, one stuck out? And then um, how – and then I want you to talk about your commute, because a lot of people don't realize that you commute from Alaska. So first first question and then the second one.
0: Okay, let's run that first question.
3: The first, what was the one – if there was any one point that stuck out in your brain from the weekend –
0: uh, well, I guess it would be that Jody thing, or it could be, if we can go for a runner-up, it would be right before the game uh, when we had practiced our chant in the gym and we actually took it out to the field. Um, just Everybody was just on point, and I was walking around in the middle of the circle, and I could just feel everyone's energy, and everyone was definitely dialed in. And, like, for a moment, as fast-paced as, like, the day went, Um, It actually slowed down for me as I got to stare in all my sisters' eyes um, and knew that we were all ready to take that field together and uh, come together for a common reason, and that was to get that W and keep it on the West. So uh, we did that. So, yeah, that definitely was the most memorable when uh, I was in the middle and I got to actually take a moment and stare at my sisters like, wow, like, I am glad I'm not the only one. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that is very very cool. You got it.
3: Can you tell Oscar and the listeners what your chant was? Cuz everyone had a little bit different one and we always repeated it. So tell us tell us <laughs> what your It's awesome. Yeah,
0: so our, my chant would be uh where my leaders at? And then they say it right here. Where my leaders at? Right here. Where my West Coast beasts at? Right here. Click click boom. Click click boom. Uh ms I said click click boom. So, cool, so quick, that, that quick.
6: was
3: a cheer for us. <laughs> way cool. All right, well, just tell us really quick, because Oscar probably doesn't know this, how you commute from Alaska. And then I'm done, because I know you have another guest, Oscar. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, so during uh, the winter seasons, I usually go back up to Alaska. Um, I do a lot of cooking. Uh, my last job was on the oil rigs in Alaska. Um, right now I'm just back in Denver hanging out, but... Yeah, during the season this last year, I spent going back back and forth uh, at work. They call them hitches, where you work 21 days straight and then you have 21 days off. So during the 21 days off, I would come right back to my sisters as soon as I could. Uh, anytime I had off, any type of change I had left over, it was I needed to come back to my sisters for sure. So uh, I made sure to keep that commitment intact when I told the Blaze, you know, how uh, my work schedule wow. was going to go for the year. So yeah, uh, both sides worked. Uh, they they worked with me. Uh, they're both very good to me. I was very blessed to be able to work that schedule out. Well, well, I can tell you
1: that's a huge drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No driving. No driving. Oscar.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm even on a plane. It's still it's still a lot of hours. So but
0: most definitely.
3: Congratulations, Chantel. I'll turn it over to Oscar. It's been totally a pleasure getting to know you and knowing you, and you're one of the people that I look forward to playing with again. And so, like I said, you're like Holly said, your enthusiasm and just your personality is infectious. And, I mean, seriously, the weekend was just way awesome playing
0: with you. So. Yeah, Bean, thanks so much. Yeah, Bean, you already know you're like my Joe Montana of this league. I love always playing with you and Holly and all these women. So, Thanks for your time as
1: well, Bean. See yeah. ya. All right, Chantel. Uh, well, I, I tell you right now, we are looking forward to the WFA 2019 because Mile High is about to blaze. And hopefully that's going to be the case because the last two years, you've gotten this close to the finals and going into the finals. So it's only up from here, as you mentioned before. So the off season's going so, really well from what I can see. And – and, I'm, you know, you being in, inducted into the Hall uh, as probably one of the first Mahal Blaze players to go into the Hall of Fame. That's that's a huge honor.
0: Yeah, that's correct. We also have another player as well, uh, Jamie. She made it too, who just uh, signed to our team this year as well. And we are definitely looking forward to the 2019 season uh, to hold strong, no mercy, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be very exciting. Uh, the times, I mean, th- the whole thing is just like, real now because it's another level is going up whether you're playing in the WFA or the WNFC I think the level of expectation for the US game has now been elevated to a higher level and all those 37 players and athletes former pioneers and current players uh, really now uh, there's like a, more of a mission you know what I mean to get to, to one more level which is to get to the pay level to pay uh, pay it you're paying to play now you want to now you want to get paid to play. And I think that's the next step.
0: Yeah. Yes, Lord. Can't wait for that.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, you know what I, I tell people all the time, uh, for some of us or some of you in, in general, because I've been following the sport for 10 years, but for those that have been in the sport for at least close to 20, it, it's really going to be more of a pay as a coach mentality. Now, if it ever gets to that level where it gets to, a, you know, where you get paid, but the you know, the, the next generation is going to be the beneficiaries if that ever gets to that point.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see everything that's to come. Uh, another theme I think that happened this weekend was a lot of us was talking about how, uh, what the banquet was going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now. And then, you know, the bigger idea that stuck was what is our sport going to look like 10 years from now? And I think that, you know, it's a unsaid, unsaid thought that, uh, I think we all know what's going to happen 10 years from now, <laughs> whether we're coaching the sport or still playing and getting paid. So I'm very excited to see the near future for our sport for sure.
1: Now in, in Denver, are you like, are you at some point deciding to, to, you know, just abandon and go to coaching at this point? Are you planning, I mean, what's your, what's, as long as your body can handle it, is that the, the whole theme for your mindset right now?
0: Yeah, Oscar, don't talk to me like that. I'm definitely gonna play as long as my body will take it.
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to sway yeah, you from I, it, but a lot of you know a lot of players. I mean, we talked to Michelle Braun, for example, and she's like, you know, 20 yeah. years. I can feel it now, and it's just more comforting to come in as a coach and try to coach somebody <laughs> instead of getting trying to get hit on you know during the week. So at some point, you know, you yeah. do have to give up that luxury of of being fierce and turn it around and maybe you know, give it to somebody else. As Alberta said, it's more comforting to see somebody evolve now from your coaching tools. So at some point, maybe that's going to be your route.
0: Oh man. No, nah, just it. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's nothing better than pass- passing the torch. Um, you know, kicking knowledge is always a great thing to spread that around. Most definitely. I agree with that Oscar.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, the only reason I bring it up is because it's, it's sort of a timing aspect, right? Because now you, see yourself as at at a high level nobody wants to quit you know we talked to holly about it and talked to Bean about it and nobody really wants to give it up but at some point physicality is going to aspect i mean decide that for you so hopefully you know you 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 branch out to that stage where you know the mile blaze will take advantage of your knowledge and your capabilities and make other players better for the franchise to come up and maintain a level of excellence of course
0: yeah, most definitely. Football has
1: changed my life, and I'd love to change the life of others as well in the sport. All right, Chantel, I thank you for making the time. I know it's a kind of a busy week, and back and forth with emails, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I was uh, very uh, kind of sad that I couldn't make it, but unfortunately, we have you know family priorities that come ahead of events like that. But I really want, would want wanted to be there, and I just couldn't make it. But I am honored to be in the same class as yourself and the thirty six other. Uh, you know, players and athletes and pioneers. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of good things that are come out of this whole class and the benefits out of it. Um, And hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to see the fruit of everybody's labor from the 20-year vet to the three-year vet to, you know, the mid-range vet that got inducted. So hopefully, and then we're going to obviously see another second-year class that I'm pretty sure we're going to to be blown away from other players as well. So it's going to be exciting.
0: Yes, yes, Oscar, uh, respect for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, Love talking with Holly, respect there, too, and as well as being and all my sisters in my class. Uh, Thanks for having me again.
1: All right, safe travels back and forth to Alaska. I hope uh, your uh, mom and all that is is okay over there with all the Mother Nature stuff that happened. So we prayers to that if that's (laughs) the case. And uh, we'll look forward to the Mile High Blaze in 2019 with the new look Blaze and see what you guys can do in the WFA.
0: Yes.
1: Thanks so much. You guys have a great evening. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye. All right. So that was Chantel Hernandez uh, of the My Heart Blaze of the WFA. Um, And her team is just ready to rock in 2019. I know Gwen has got, you know, big plans for them in terms of uh, finals championship. That's their eye. That's their goal. Uh, Alberta going on to the comic stage prior to that and obviously coaching stage as well. So very exciting for her. And then uh, we're going to be bringing up right now, should have Mackenzie joining us here in a couple minutes, but in the in the third huddle here, in the No Joke Football Huddle, sponsored by Zazzle.com. You guys can go to Zazzle.com. Holiday sales up to 20% off. Buy a shirt, a legging, anything that will help us promote and bring awareness to the sport and uh, spotlight another talented athlete internationally or domestically. So go to Zazzle.com forward slash Beauties. Uh, use the daily codes and save up to, 50, uh, up, up to 50% off during the holidays and up to 20% off regularly. And you can also uh, get Zazzle Black for about uh, $9 for the year in the U.S., and it's free shipping. So go to Zazzle.com for its Beauties. And also go to the Hub on Facebook.com. So if you miss out on anything that's going on internationally in the women's game, you go there. The biggest network on the planet lives there, and that is us, the Hub facebook.com great iron beauties so let's bring it into the huddle uh we should have the all world right, uh, wide receiver and dc diva multi-time champion ashley was hunt of the dc divas wfa champion U- team usa champion uh in the house uh, ashley how you doing
5: i'm fine how are you Oscar? i'm
1: doing great uh, thanks for making the time i really appreciate it i know it's been a busy week and i know you got your daily stuff to do and stuff like that. But I really appreciate you bringing on. I wanted to bring you on because uh, you're one of the key figures on the international stage. And now look at you, you're at the hall of fame and uh, rightly so very deserving.
5: Um, Yeah. I'm very grateful for all the honors that I've received um, just playing football and, and all the fun that I've had uh, enjoying the sport. So yeah. Thank you again.
1: Ashley, uh, we've always talked about the East Coast being the hotbed for the U.S. game. You know, the, the, the uh, Renegades, the Force, the Divas, um, you know, the East Coast battles. Just you guys have set the stage between yourself and other veterans on the East Coast. Now, at, at this event here, you had a lot of the West Coast pride. They want to get to your level um, at this point. And so kind of like bringing – east and west together at a high elite level and are you excited for that
5: i think that they're great players on both the east and the west coast and i think maybe they didn't have um the same stage as the east coast has had in the previous years and now they have the same stage and you see a lot of talented people on both the east and the west coast and just women uh showing their talents all all across the united states which is very nice to see
1: Now, uh, Ashley, was there an advantage to being a firefighter and a great wide receiver on the Divas for separation
5: purposes? (laughs) Um, I think the only advantage is having a job that uh, you practice your physical capabilities um, on a daily basis. So maybe that's the only advantage. But besides that, I think, um, you know, I just got lucky to have uh, skills to be a wide receiver and also be a firefighter at the same time.
1: So how was that journey started? Uh, did you become a firefighter after the football journey, or was it already there and then you decided to take up football? Tell us a little bit about your journey.
5: Um, So football uh, came first before uh, firefighting, so I think that the, just the physicality and doing things with your, your body and stuff like that maybe moved me towards wanting a career in firefighting because prior to that I was just teaching, so I wasn't, you know, as physical in my career, and maybe physical, uh, football helped me see that hey, I would like a career being a little bit more physical and a little bit more active um, because I also enjoyed football. So maybe that helped me push me into the, the right direction.
1: Ashley, uh, having Callie, having Allie, uh, and having Trigger, and having all these divas, some of them also in the Hall of Fame, Safi. Uh, just a bunch of diva, uh in the first class. That tells you a lot about the organization. It also tells you about the commitment. And they have, you know, this organization has excelled. And now you have Rich Daniels going to take over for Mr. Hamlin. So what can you speak about the organization?
5: Um, I speak very strongly about the organization. Since day one, you know, I was surrounded by, Um, A lot of talented women and not not everybody made it into the Hall of Fame, but there were so many names of people that, you know, guided me and taught me throughout the years. And the organization, Mr. Hamlin, who uh, obviously is a great owner and now Rich, who's going to he has some big shoes to fill, but I'm sure you'll fill them out uh, just fine. Like I've always been surrounded by a lot of talented athletes playing with the Divas, and they, you know, they set the stage for competing. You know, everybody has to compete. You you want that spot, you have to compete for that spot. So I think that's one thing that the Divas organization has um, always had. You know, when I first started playing, I had to compete for the position that I wanted to be in, and I had a lot of people ahead of me, um, like uh, Tara Stevenson and Nikki Williams and um, a lot of other people that, you know, kind of paved the way for me and showed me that, you know, these are... These are things that the things that take to be a great player, and then also playing with uh, Trigger and Sophie and um, Kenyatta and a lot of other people in Cali. So it's a lot of people that I was surrounded by that made me um, the player that I am, and made me a lot better.
1: Ashley, are you surprised that the next level of leadership, like for the WNFC, for example, to make a huge historical change, it in, it's involving all these. Names that were on Team USA. Does it surprise you at all? I'm
5: not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I think um, it's due. It's been due. You know, I'm I'm proud to say that. You know where women's football is going. You know, before I even played, you know, women struggled, Um, and even now women struggle to play. You know, coming out of their pockets and trying to travel and trying to find you know daycare and trying to find you know time. Besides their career, you know, stuff like that, women have struggled for, you know, the last fifteen, twenty years. Now it looks like you know we won't have to struggle as much, and it's being more recognized. And I'm, I'm proud to see see that happening. So I'm not surprised. It's, you know it's it's been due you know for years. So I'm just happy to see that happening.
1: Now the the opportunity is there for the sport growth. We talk to uh, every player. I cover the sport on a global mentality and there's, like, probably American football, women's American football now on every continent, including the island of Guam. That doesn't shock you anymore, right?
5: That doesn't shock me um, anymore. It just I didn't know about it for a while, and then I heard about the Team USA thing, and um, then I learned that, hey, it's not just the United States that likes to play football. Um, It's other countries, and not just football, but it's women's football, so... I wasn't surprised because I I know that there are a lot of talented women uh, worldwide, but it kind of surprised me that the support that they were getting as well, you know, it took so long to see it, you know, progress here in the United States. So I'm happy to see that it's progressing worldwide. And, I mean, maybe hopefully we can see it on, you know, uh, Olympic level. Um, But for now, you know, I'll take whatever we can get as far as like the support here in the United States.
1: Vancouver, Cassie, what can you tell us about Vancouver, the experience in Vancouver, MVP of the tournament, MVP of, you know, with, the, with the Team USA, uh, third world title to uh, the team? Uh, what can you speak to about Vancouver and the event? you got the, the Great Britain team that did pretty well. Mexico shocked pretty well. The European teams didn't do as well. Uh, Australia should rebound. Just a brand new, you know, first year in the tournament. So what what were your expression or impressions of Vancouver?
5: Um I think the uh Canadian team was very talented and I think over the years that's been like the United States biggest uh competition but I was also very impressed with all the other teams that we played like Mexico they were um I think this might have been their first year first or second year and they did very well um they were very competitive um and things like that so overall with the tournament i was just like i said i'm just happy to see that women's football is not just a united states thing it's a worldwide thing and um there's so much talent and there's so much um just love for the game and i and, and because i have a love for a game i love to see that other people um share that same love for football in general and although it was a competition um it was also just a, a a nice gathering. you know you got to meet people, we exchanged equipment and jerseys and stuff like that, and you know talk to each other you know, about our experiences. So overall, I think that the experience was um, eye opening and it it just it felt nice to be among people um, from other countries who shared the same love for um, football.
1: So, Ashley, um, the Divas, the Renegades, kind of the staple on the East Coast, you've been a part of this rivalry for a long, long time. Would you consider this the best rivalry in women's football in the U.S.?
5: Well, I can only speak on the rivalry that I'm a part of, so I can't speak on any other rivalries. But I know since day one I was taught, you know, not to hate Boston, but they weren't our favorite people. So, um, it was a. It is. It was when I played, and it still is a great rivalry. You know, it, every time you step on the field, uh, and and you play the Renegades as a Diva, that's you know that's that's a big game, and you know you need to bring your A game because they're a great strong football team, and um, I can't say it's the best rivalry because I I haven't haven't been in many rivalries. I also think that the Divas and the the Dallas Elite might have a a. a a a rivalry going on as well, so I think that, is it the greatest rivalry in women's football? No, but it's the greatest rivalry between the D.C. Divas and the Boston Renegades if you ask either one of the uh, opponents.
1: so. Ashley, what is up uh, next for you? Uh, Are you giving them up at the podium? Was that the the last straw for you in terms of a football field, or are you going to coaching like Allie and Callie? uh, What are you going? I know you're doing firefighting, but are you like doing part-time coaching with the Divas or, or are you completely out of football at this point?
5: Um I would uh like to get into some coaching um in my in my in in the future, but right now I'm just enjoying some a little bit of free time uh as an adult and and that's about it. You know, I I love to go out on the field and, you know, give my little two cents to whoever likes to listen. I'm very close to a lot of the players that still play for the Divas, and any time they like to watch film or need a little bit of help, I'm willing and able to give it. Um, As far as a commitment in coaching, um, not right now, but maybe in the future you might see me
1: on the field helping out a little bit. Does it surprise you that Callie is where she's at at this point?
5: Uh, not at all, not at all. She um on the field was a great motivator and very, very vocal and her had great energy and also was a great player. So I'm not surprised at all what she's doing at Darkmouth. She's um, you know, going to be a great. She is a great coach and I'd I like to see her progress in that field.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be shocked if she ever gets to a even on a Division three level, that kind of deal. If she does get her opportunity. To be maybe assistant head coach or something like that, but uh, I think she's got what it takes, and you know better than I do because you played I alongside of her and stuff. I
5: won't, I won't sell her that short. You know, you say Division three. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if I seen her um, somewhere on uh, the NFL level, or maybe even coaching, head coaching uh, a women's football team. So you know, Division three. I wouldn't sell her
0: that short.
1: Well, I, I mean, I'm in an NCAA level high level, which is. Even if you start there, you still get a head coaching position. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Month is great. And I think she might get an opportunity even there if, at some point down the road. But, yeah, I'd like to see... Uh, I know she's got what it takes. That's all I got. That's basically what I'm, what I'm trying to say. I know she's got what it takes. She's got a drive, a lot of heart, and a very good skilled uh, player in her day, too. So, that's going to translate to uh, what, what we're seeing now at Dartmouth. I mean, they're literally uh, one of the best turnaround seasons for them, too. So, I think She's got a lot to do with that as well.
5: absolutely. The sky is the limit for her, so i'm I'm looking forward to what comes next
1: all right, Ashley i'm gonna bring in the uh the salty one, which is mackenzie brooks, and I don't know if you've ever played against her or not, but uh she is uh our i the i w f l all starring transitioning to the w f a the next season, so I'll have her pick of your brain here
5: <laughs> okay, hey there. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you?
6: You know, I'm living the dream. I really am. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so my first question is, what was your overall, what was your your initial reaction when you found out that you are going to be playing for Team USA?
5: Um, it's my initial reaction was, uh, just to be surprised. Like it's, it was such a, a great honor to be selected. So I remember in the, in the world games and trying out being very, uh, very nervous that I wouldn't, wouldn't make the team. And, you know, once I found out, you know, obviously we had to wait after participating in the tryouts, you know, you had to wait, I think like a couple of months, he found out. So when I initially found out, I was just, um, Shocked and uh, grateful and excited, um, all of the above. I knew that that was going to be my my last go at it as a a, a women's tackle football player. So um, I was excited but nervous because um, I hadn't played in a year and things like that. But I, I was just really excited and really honored that I got selected.
6: I can only imagine what that's like. Just knowing or finding out you're going to be representing your country and the sport that you love. Definitely goals for me. Not going to lie. That's a thing.
5: <laughs>
6: so <laughs> listen, my second question was, is when you, um, when you are younger, did you ever think that you would see your, like, did you ever think that you would see yourself um, in the position you are now back when you were younger, um, you know, teenage years, high school years,
5: um to be completely honest, no. I never thought that I would ever play tackle football um ever in my life, I guess. No, I won't say that it was something that I aspired to do. Uh when I was young, young, I always um enjoyed watching people play football and even asked my mom if I could play football, you know, like pop Warner age And um, my mom uh, quickly said no, and I became a cheerleader, and I I cheered for the football players um, at the Park Warner uh, Recreational Center that I was was, um, near. So growing up, that wasn't a thing for me. Um, Basketball was my main sport, and I played that all throughout high school and college. And um, later after college, I didn't know what I was going to do, and it became – hey, you want to try out for this flag football team? I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll do that. And then someone's like, hey, you want to try out for a tackle? And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds like fun. And then it became something that I love doing. I loved watching football since I was young, but I didn't love playing it because I never played it. But once I did, it became um, a sport that I love. I even love it a little bit more than I love basketball, even though that, that was my first love. So, um, yeah, never never thought that I would be in this position or get any of these accolades or honors or play on Team USA or anything like that. It was it's all I'm still still living in the moment even though Team USA was, was last year, so I'm still I'm still living in the moment and enjoying every every bit of it. I I feel
6: like I would probably feel feel the same. Yeah, you know, I feel like that nostalgia would never go away as far as you know, having that opportunity to represent, like I said, represent your country and the sport that you love, even well after the fact that it's already happened. I feel like that's just a high that, you that you know, many people aren't just going to come down from, you know, right away. So, yeah, I, I mean, the opportunity to you.
5: represent your country is like, to represent your country, that's great. Um, but like the, the thing that I take away the most is the the friendships that I've built. Like, these are people that I, I don't see that often, but when I see them, they feel, it feels like family. You know, I got to spend um great two weeks with, you know, one large group of people and every one of them that I feel like they're part of my family. I don't, you know, even though we played against each other or we were rivals or we, we, we weren't friends, then they're, they're not only my friends, but they're part of my family. So that that was probably the, the greatest takeaway from that experience. Whew. Like I said, I envy you
6: just just with that alone, being able to, you know, create a stronger bond with women from all over all over the u s. to represent the u s as a whole is just I love it. That's amazing. and I, I envy you so much. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> so my final question is 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 there anything or if there's anything um, like anything, any trial or tribulation that you would change? or alter, um, you know, that had, like, a huge, um, I guess, detriment or obstacle in your career thus far?
5: Um, Absolutely no. Like, I feel like my football career um, was perfect. Like, I started off um, being more a student of the game, and I feel like, you know, I ended out with, two WFA championships and uh, a gold medal for the United States. So I think it, it went pretty smoothly. Um, even the hardships of, you know, practice or, you know, you have drama within teams that those are all uh, learning and growing points. So I wouldn't take away any part of my football career. It, 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 it Everything happened for a reason. Um, it has been a great part of who I am now, um, took a lot of growth in life. Um, football has helped me in in life in general. So I don't have anything bad to say about um, all the opportunities, all the experiences. It just, it played out perfectly for me and um, no complaints. Um, I will say uh, the only thing maybe I would complain about is just how, um, not recognize it is um across across the country and across the globe like it's not a big thing and it's not well supported and those things but it seems like those things are all changing and I'm happy to see that. But besides that, you know, no, I have no no complaints, no no real harsh uh struggles or trials or tribulations when it comes to to football for me. Awesome, you know that's always that's always good,
6: you know, if you can you know, use whatever's um what you know, like I said, whatever trials or tribulations or obstacles to, you know, essentially mold your process. So it's always I always I usually tend to ask that question a lot just to see, you know, what people have gone through, what kind of things they've had to work through to get to where they are. I always love, you know, a good storyline. So that's amazing. I love it. Love it. Um so I will quit picking your brain and I will hand it back over to Oscar. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
5: Well, thanks. and nice meeting you, Mackenzie. Of course. I'll probably Ashley, to uh, the book, just so you know.
1: <laughs> Ashley, it's been a great honor to have you on. I know we, we back and forth emails and stuff. Like that. I know you're busy, especially with your fireman's job and everything else. And congratulations on that too, because that's like a, me on that side like an mp it's like you know it's very dangerous people don't realize how dangerous that could be and it's just a matter of you know staying on top of things and stuff like that but very proud of that as well and so you are in vegas uh you get the honors uh i'm very honored to be in the class with you and and the 37 other uh athletes uh you know included and so you know you're you're multi-time champion, a legend, if you want to consider that, which I do consider you a legend in our sport. So I <laughs> uh, look forward to what you are able to do, uh, um, you know, off the football, but maybe at some point come back and, you know, help out the Divas with another title run with a coaching mentality like Allie did.
5: Yeah, I would will, I will, I will love to do that. Um, I've thought about it, but I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to be on the field without cleats yet. So I think it's best that I just, just... – keep my distance for now
1: all right so we're gonna obviously you're gonna be a fan in the stands as I say that's usually what we're at so looking forward to uh what you're up next and then keep us in the loop and then obviously the accolades are there for you like I said two WFA championships a gold medal in team USA um a very very awesome career for you and it it was very fitting uh that Vegas uh recognized that and obviously the women's football hall of fame so we're we really appreciate your efforts in the elevating of the sport, the branding of the sport, and then obviously contributing to the success that you had on the field uh, with the Divas.
5: Well, thank you for having me on the show, Oscar. And, um, yeah, I just I have to listen to some more of your podcasts um, from now on to come. I didn't even know they were on until, until I got this interview um, invite. So, yeah, I have to check it out more often now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, just a little bit of things that we've done over – a couple of years, but I can tell you right now, it's been very passionate, uh, the vision, the drive, just like you are on the football field. I tell people uh, I love to network with people. And so we've built this network over 10 years. And our main goal is obviously to bring awareness to the sport. And I think we've done a good job at that. And uh, I'm appreciative for the, the honor, the media honor as well, to be in, in, inducted with you and the 37 other athletes in Vegas. So uh, it was a great Class, and I think that this is going to be one of the classes that's going to elevate the game to another level. And hopefully, that's the case in the next couple of years. And the goal is the same as yours—to get, um, you know, the players paid and uh, bring the level of awareness to another level that women do play American football. So, uh, thank you, Ashley, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, we can you can chime in, in the maybe in the in the season as the Divas get going with the Rich Daniels uh, leadership. And then we'll kind of give give us your insights in terms of the rivalry between DAL, uh, DC and uh, Boston.
0: Oh,
5: absolutely, absolutely. Um, just give me send me an email anytime, and I I wouldn't mind coming back
1: on the show and chiming in on some things. Perfect. Love to get your insights uh, during the season. That would be awesome. All right, Ashley. Thank you. Have a great uh, evening out there. Uh, safe travels. Be safe uh, in your job as well. Right. Uh, prayers to you every day, because that's what I always uh, wish my uh, police. Uh, friends and that I have in, in Waleso. and I know fire, firefighting is a big deal. So just keep uh, safe out there and uh, looking forward to another interview with you and uh, have a great uh, night.
5: All right. Well, thank you.
1: All right, Mackenzie, there you go. Um, that was the legendary Ashley uh, was of the DC divas, uh, two-time WFA champion, uh gold medalist, multi-time MVP. So uh, you can't say enough. It's like it's just, just a resume is right there.
6: Yeah, literally, I was just I was in shock when I actually finished doing my research. I was like, oh, snap. That's amazing. I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, how can you not go wrong this, this, this time around? Not that the other accolades, but you're, you're talking about Alberta uh, Brideson, who is a pioneer in Texas going back all the way to the days of the Dallas Diamonds. That's like legendary in this, in the U S Dallas Diamonds. That's like multi, six time champion Dallas Diamonds with Jen Wilker and company. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Chantel Hernandez, just tearing it up over in Denver, mile high. And so, uh, Ashley, you know, Ashley's like the pinnacle right there. It's like WFA champion, multi-time record setter for the divas in terms of wide receiver. Uh, and so, you know, this is uh, just a, a A fantastic class when you start like going down the Women's Football Hall of Fame Facebook page and you start to see their bios, you can see that a lot of these players and more to come. That's the the scary part, that we have the second class. This is just the tip of the iceberg. The second class is probably going to be a lot more enlightening because, uh, as I told one of my friends today, this is the introductory class, and everybody was saying, okay, well, how can you put, make these people the first class? And Well, you've got to have a starting point. So if we go back in, in history, in other words, if we go back 10 years, every time we're going to go back five years, and we're going to find somebody that made this sport an impact sport, even back down to the 70s when the Toledo Troopers were, you know, wh- one of the things that, were, uh, that is historic now. So at some point we're going to have, just like they do in Canton. Right. When you do like, okay, somebody from the 1930s, some from 1940s, they never heard of, but they did impact the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the level we're at at the Hall of women's football hall of fame is this the next class. And the class after that, you're going to start to see like certain names that you weren't even aware of that did impact the sport. And somehow in some league that got us to where we're at now.
6: Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. that's an easy, that's going to be an easy, you know, distinction in the next couple of classes of women's um, hall of famers that, yeah, that's definitely a thing. And I'm actually really excited to see how it all plays out.
1: Yeah. I hope uh, if anybody's listening, I hope that, you know, out of the woodworks, we have coaches that coached in the seventies and coach in the late eighties that can contribute some knowledge to bring out some talented individuals that should be honored into the pro football hall of fame. You know what I mean? Because there was probably a lot of players in certain leagues that were not recognized even during their time in history that need to be recognized now going forward. So hopefully those people can come out on whatever team it was, uh, championship team, you know, some caliber team, whatever league it was, uh, you know, need to maybe contact Mike Rivera, or whoever's running the women's football hall and just start plugging in names and start researching and then get us, you know, get us to a level where uh, we start recognizing all these individuals as we get to more classes as as we go forward. So 2019, I mean, kind of exciting to see the unveil of who's going to be in the class of 2019 because 2018 is very historic. I'm very honored to be in that with Holly and Luis and the 30, uh, 30 plus uh, 36 plus other players in there. So going to be awesome so um Mackenzie let's go down to the women's roundup here we got 20 minutes to head out and then we're going to dive into the NFL for the last uh, 10-12 minutes so we do that we uh, before we do that before I start here I'll gather my notes Uh, let me get your thoughts because I got the thoughts from Luis and Holly Uh, surprised that uh, Georgia and Ohio State are out and that Oklahoma gets the number four
6: i um, surprised that Georgia's out, not surprised that Ohio State's not in because of the way they lost to Purdue. Um, I actually had it. Bama won, Clemson two, Oklahoma at three, and then a three-way tie between UCF, Notre Dame, and Georgia. Um, I don't believe that Notre Dame should have gotten in because they don't play in a conference for football, but they did win all 12 games. But I personally would have put in UCF, especially for now having gone two three seasons without losing a game, and top of that losing their starting quarterback to a nasty leg injury, then having to basically dig their way out of an entire hole to win the American Conference Championship.
1: Yeah, that was uh, kind of sight to see. But um, you know, Hertz did come in and do his job as, is, as expected. We'll see where where they fluctuate with Tua or Hertz. As as uh, Louisa and Holly had alluded, uh, so we're looking forward to it. I'm pretty sure, at this point, my bid it would be maybe you keep Tua, and if you get into a bind, I'm pretty sure he's going to probably flip the switch once again.
6: Yeah, and I and I have like anybody, and I I was telling people people this like my friends and stuff that are that aren't Bama fans. I said anybody who watched that game and knows that what Jalen Hurts has been through as far as the past couple of years, you have to have so much respect for him because he had his starting job taken from him. You know, he knows he was going through stuff, injuries. Then he comes in, takes over the reins and literally lights up the back half of that game. Just like it was just like, he, it was nothing. And the way like Jalen Hurts has so much poise and so much just maturity. It's, Amazing to me. I have so much more respect for Jalen Hurts. Also, he's packed on some size, and I like that. I like that a lot. Because last year, he was I feel like he was a little bit underweight to play quarterback. In the you would, girl, now, the Muscle's at attractive to you. Uh, look, I'm just saying, like, it was, <laughs> it's amazing to see where he it's amazing to see where Jalen has come from, uh, like, last year to now especially last Saturday, just seeing the way somebody just – they the Georgia defense tried to tackle him, and it took a more force than usual. I'm just like, man, he gained – like he really did put on the muscle. I loved it. I was just like, okay, Jalen, go out there and do your thing. Like, I was so excited.
1: All right. Uh, so let's go into the uh, women's game internationally because there's a lot of stuff happening internationally. Baffa woman in action between now and the end of February – uh, literally four rounds of the Sapphire Series, seven on seven. It is an elite tournament in Baffa women. And so Division Two North, Division One uh, North kicked off this past weekend. Leeds Carnegie, 87 to zero. Smackdown of the Manchester Titans. That's got to hurt. <laughs> Leeds,
6: yeah. 57
1: wow. to zero. <laughs> East Kilbride Pirates Ouch. also got to hurt. Congratulations to the Carnegie for kicking off. The Baffin women round one, two and oh. Then the Edinburgh Wolves, 36 to zero against the same Manchester Titans. Looks like the Titans need to go back and wake up because that's not a good sign yeah. going forward. That's, yeah. <laughs> that,
6: yeah.
1: Um, uh, Edinburgh, 61 to 12 against East Kilbride Pirates. So the Pirates and the, the Titans look like they got to wake up soon here. It's, it's week one. Edinburgh, two and oh. Kickoff for the for the uh, Baffa uh, the uh, Baffa, uh, Sapphire and then Leeds Carnegie also 2 0 so it's going to be awesome there uh, Wembley 30 to 6 over the Valkyries the Cardiff Valkyries Kent, 25 to 18 and then uh, over in Division One South London Warriors 39 to 0 over First Shot Tornadoes the Sandwall Steels Steelers 23 to 6 over the Portsmouth Dreadnoughts. The Sanwell Steelers lose to London 38-0, and then Hershire, uh redeems themselves 39-0 to over Portsmouth Dreadnoughts. So the Dreadnoughts didn't have a great opening weekend here, but uh, between London, Hertshire, and Sanwell, everybody sort of, uh, you know, got a win, so that's got to be a bonus and plus. Looking forward to Baffa, uh, the Birmingham Lions B team in Division Two. This is a totally different mindset. uh, Birmingham Lions champions of last year divided into two teams, A and B. One will play in the division, one division higher. The other one will play in the division lower. So it's kind of interesting. They split the team in two because they were so good. And so that's the right thing to do for the league itself. Round two, December 15th. And we're looking forward to that. So you'll get it posted on our Facebook page at the hub at uh, facebook.com forward slash gridironbeauties. Uh, Division two north, December 15th. Seaside Steelers debut versus Cheshire Bears. Again, we'll be taking on Petersburg Royals. Cheshire Bears taking on Birmingham B team. Um, so we'll basically get you up the schedule as it comes up on December fifteenth, going through almost February. So pretty exciting tournament in the UK, Mackenzie.
6: Yeah, I, yeah. Oh man, these. I just I feel like every time we dig into the international game, the, the matchups and the tournaments of these things are just. Astronomically amazing. Like, I just, you have good teams and you have decent teams and you have really bad teams going against each other. And it's just.
1: And you know, you know, really a seven on seven on tackle,
6: just,
1: <laughs> seven on seven on tackle is kind of like flag in a way, but it's a lot more brutal. So when you get a blowout, it means yeah, you're just getting craned, you know?
6: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're just, if it's, I mean, seven on seven with, you know, missing those other over well, three or four players, it's just like, okay. And then, just like you said, <laughs> when you get blown out, you have really, you know, been blown out.
1: Ugh. Yeah, it's not fun. Uh, over in Brazil, we got to congratulate the Sinop Coyotes, 12-6, to 6, champions of the Copa Sport Brazil, and they defeated big riders. You can get the highlights and YouTube of the championship right there at the hub at Facebook.com for great and Beauties. Congratulations to Sinope in Copa Sport, uh, inaugural champions in Copa Sport, but they won the champion, uh, championship last year on the non, uh, non-regular season mentality. Also uh, back-to-back champions there, Sinope Coyotes at Brazil. Uh, congratulations there. In Costa Rica, the uh, Valkyrias versus the Goddesses. They're going to have a rematch, semi final rematch coming up this weekend, and the winner will take on the uh, Bulldog Flames for the Costa Rica uh, women's championship, the ADMFA championship. So it's pretty awesome there in Costa Rica. They finalize it. Uh, We are going to get Honduras highlights from Ellie White coming up in the next couple weeks here uh, in the season that's happening in Honduras as well. So Mackenzie, I surprised that there's a women's league in Honduras because I'm not.
6: No, I'm not. I really just tried to lie. And say that I was surprised, but I'm, I'm not. I mean, the game itself internationally has spread like wildfire, and it's just amazing to see how fast it's going. And it's also amazing to see how how many more youth girls leagues are happening because of the international
1: game. All right. in Italy, as we go to Italy, so the CIFFA, the uh, playoffs are going to start there, and we got the rundown there as well. From gameday.it and scrimmagetv.it, so as soon as all that comes out, we will get you the, the lowdown. There's recaps of the Underdog versus Serene, and that's on YouTube as well. And you can get it at the hub at facebook.com for slash Beauties. That was week three, United versus Serene, Italian, and uh, that's going towards the playoffs as well. Then the Opal series in Gridiron, New South Wales, semifinals, North Sydney Rebels. They defeated Northwestern Phoenix, the staple of this league, 18 to 8, and Sydney Uni Lions, former UNSW Raiders. Some of the majority of them on this team. Sydney Lions first team squad, 6 to 0 in a defensive win against ACT Diamonds, who were on a roll prior to this. Before this matchup, the ACT Diamonds had won seven in a row, and to lose here and not to make it to the final, crushing blow. So now the Opal Bowl. It is the North Sydney rebels versus the Sydney lions, which is a matchup that has never happened in this league. It's inaugural teams, uh, inaugural team on one side and second year team on the other rebels lions in the Opal bowl. So it's pretty awesome. I think we'll go with
6: the lions on
1: that one. I'm, I'm with you on that. They I, they've played, they've played gutsy. They've played gutsy and, uh, to play only to six points, I think they have a better defense. So we'll we'll see. But it's uh, Sydney uh, only uh, held Northwestern to eight, so it's going to be probably a defensive battle.
6: Oh, for sure. I mean, and I don't really see the point deficit being any different. I'm going to call it by three. It'll be ten to thirteen lines.
1: So we got Lexfa, uh Division One Final. Lexfa right there at the hub. You can watch it. The highlights. Thunder Girls win forty-two to twenty-one against the legendary Jets Balbuena, and so uh, the Jets looking for another championship, and they get they get uh, basically beat by the Thunder Girls, first-year team here, Division One Lexva Championship, Division Two Valkyria thirty-one eighteen against Azteca de Ojo de Awa, and those uh, the semifinal there, and now they're going to face Valkyrias uh, Soty uh, uh, in the finals uh, against Valkyrias, and then Division Three. Uh, we'll get the update as it comes out. The FFX Mexico, the uh, championships happening here. Division one matchup now finalized. Uh, the win was 46 to six against Jaguars 33. So now the finals. The Raiders of Albujeta will take on the Toluca Lobos for the Division one FFX Me- uh, Mexico Championship. Division three Rockets beat uh, T- Tigres 35 to eight, and they're going to take on. Porta Dorada, which is the top squad in Division 3. Division 2, Olaverde, 21 21-6 over Leonas. And now the Cobras await, obviously, Olaverde for the Division 2 Championship. Uh, thanks to our test sports out there and FX Mexico for their coverage. December 9th, FX Mexico Championship Finals for all three divisions. We will be all over it. And so at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties, Get the latest there. Check it out every week, share our post, and do what you got to do and bring awareness to the sport And uh, because all these girls play no-joke football. So check it out. So uh, that's pretty much the rundown for the women's game, news and notes, as well as check out our videos on there, share our videos. Uh, SBE Nation Spotlight's on Phoebe Skechler. There's a lot of articles on there, Callie Branson. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. La Championship, uh, the – Happening this coming weekend as well. Uh, that was Beauty Lichens, uh winning the, La- uh, I mean, de- defeated by the Death Army, uh, and they win the LEFB uh, the uh, Championship in the um, in the bikini style playoff over in the non non full kit league there. And then the LaFay 2019 Championship Tatanes the Cadet which was Liz, uh, Liz's team. And so, Liz, Coach Liz is in the finals, and she's going to be facing either Toritos, El Toscoto, or Panteras. So, we'll see where she comes up. And if she wins, uh, inaugural season for her as a head coach and maybe a championship as well. So, it's pretty awesome. Whew.
6: Man, that's a lot to mode. I don't, I don't even think I can keep up with all of it.
1: It's just the way it is. It's, it's networking. Absolutely. It's awesome it's the way it is and we haven't even touched Guam coming up next uh, Canada's in the prime so if you're uh, looking for tryouts wfa profootball.com uh, IWF, wnfcfootball.com in the states the um the, uh, the xxxl in texas is also doing tryouts so check it out at the hub facebook.com for ss Grid iron beauties all right so let's go into this week uh, that's going to be your Cowboys pull it off, McKenzie, and Jess, Jason Gary gets to stay one more year.
6: He better not. Oh, man. Um, honestly, the, even though my Cowboys are doing pretty good, I still want him gone. I, like, we, there really just needs to be a new face as far as the front of the Dallas Cowboys coaching. But clearly with Jerry Jones still in the helm, that's definitely not going to be a thing. Um I'll also say Troy has now been eating elves and crow for the past two weeks because I told him that Michigan going to lose. I also told him the Redskins were going to lose, which they both did. So, And then I also told him that the Cowboys were going to win, and he's still trying to debate me. So I'm winning. Well, he's going, like he's going into in run surgery
1: run for the next two weeks, so we wish him well. So once, once he comes back Absolutely. in about three weeks, I'm pretty sure he's going to He's gonna have the same SmackDown feeling you've had right now, so well, it'll it'll be fun. <laughs> his 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 uh his uh memes are are very exciting for you. I can tell you that on our group board. So <laughs> yeah, that oh
6: Troy, and his memes.
1: Troy, Troy, Troy. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's give him some props. I think uh, I think his Redskins did they pull it off or no? <laughs> I'm <just> kidding. I. <laughs>
6: Don't think they but I'm gonna
1: digress. <laughs> Anyways, my Rams won. They kicked the Lions' ass. I'm good. Win the, the NFC West. Looking forward to that. And uh, no doubt the Chiefs are gonna beat the Raiders, and they did spank 'em. And that was pretty close for a while there. I was thinking the Raiders were, and they actually had a chance. And but they came close. They played really well against the Chiefs, unless the Chiefs played down with no Hunt.
6: Yeah, that entire oh man, that entire that was a situation disaster.
1: with
6: yeah oh man yeah <laughs> I can only imagine. Can you say dumbass? Because I
1: think that's the word you asked. I, <laughs> I think the word is dumbass.
6: Uh, you said it, not me. I have to go there. I said it. I'm just.
1: <laughs> I, I have to go there. You're you're a multi million dollar guy. You're telling me you couldn't call security <laughs> to get a girl out of the right? Jail. You
6: yeah, I mean you. Oh yeah, like, like, come like on. That's what they're there for.
1: I, I'm just, you know, I, I understand if you get hit by a girl, it's fine. Okay. I got hit by a girl. <laughs> I was told to walk away. He's got millions of dollars. All he had to do was stay in the room and call security and go, hey, I'm getting assaulted by this, this fan. <laughs> Can you get her off the premises? That's all he had to do. It's like, you didn't have to kick her. Just a, yeah, dumbass is the word. That's all I have to say about that. Well, um, the crazy McKenzie, thing
6: to me is he's now off of, like, he's now an unrestricted free agent.
1: Oh, I know. It. The league has issues. We'll talk about it next week. The league has issues on a lot of stuff. domestic violence being the biggest one that the league has issues with. I, I blame the Players Association, but we'll have a debate on it next week, please, because we need to talk about it anyways. Uh, Jaguars, Titans, I'm assuming we're taking Tennessee on Thursday night. Yeah. All right. So about Sunday night, what do we got for Sunday night coming up? Sunday night is the What do we have Sunday night? Uh, let me write it down here. Sunday night is my Rams and Bears, and you know where I'm going.
6: Yeah. I'm going to have to side with you. Uh,
1: yeah, and my wife's not going to be happy because she's a Bear to. fan, but I already told her this is the one week that there's no mutual there. It's just, it's, we're on the opposite sides <laughs> of the bench. Just the way it works. All right. Um, Monday night, Vikings-Seahawks, pretty crucial game here in Minnesota. If they lose again... Seattle looks like it's on a high. They're playing really good ball right now.
6: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Minnesota just for the sake of I want them to – I want to see them continue to
1: – I'm going with Minnesota because I don't want the Seahawks to win anymore.
6: Yeah, I, I want them to break the Seahawks streak, but I like Russell Wilson. Oh, this is rough. But Adam yeah, Thiel- I know. I wonder, huh. I, I'm I'm really wondering if Adam Thielen is going to get another game with 100 yards or more. That's really why yeah. I want the Vikings to win.
1: Yeah. For fantasy points, I would want that too. I'm good. Agreed. All right. So, we're out of here. Uh, thank you to Alberta Brideson for coming in here from Texas, uh, Texas Elite Spartans, Chantel Hernandez from the Mahal Blaze, and, of course, Ashley uh Representative of the DC Divas, all Hall of Famers this week uh, in Vegas, alongside our Hall of Famers Holly Custis, Louise Bain, here's Mackenzie Brooks, the absent Troy Wilson, and so we'll catch you here next week for another edition of the Gridiron Blitz. Have a great night, everybody. Have a good night.